Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin. Excuse me. With biblical principles for inner healing. And I dropped in this Saturday morning, February 11th, 2023, to ask the question, are you one of them? (laughs) Are you one of them? Well, we're going to find out. You're going to hold on, sit back, be still. Wait a minute so we can go into more details about what we're talking about. Are you one of them? We're going to pray first, Father. We just thank you for being together with us, for being in the midst of us, Lord God. For you said with two or three are joined together, there you are right there with us, Lord God. Father God, give us ears to hear eyes to see and a heart to receive your word. And Father, I ask that you anoint my lips because as I come before you today, Father, I yield my members to you and I say have your way. Again, this day in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. I have to ask the question. You said, bro, what are you talking about? Are you, are you one of them? Are you one of them? You know, I'm, we're going to start here. Matthews 20, chapter 26. Verse 27, we're going to read just a little bit and then we're going to get into the text. It says, those who had seized Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and elders were gathered together. We're we're dropping in the text. This is where Jesus had already been betrayed by Judas and then the Roman soldiers came, um, you know, to take him before Caiaphas, the high priest. Okay, so we're just jumping in the middle of the text. Read the whole chapter, Matthew 26. Okay, so um, they came to lead him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were gathered together. But Peter was following him at a distance as far as the courtyard of the high priest and entered in and sat down with the officers to see the outcome. So there Peter was following Jesus at a distance. Are you following Jesus at a distance, it's like I'm with them, but I don't really want anyone to know that I'm with them. But I'm with them, though. <laughs> you know, there's no condemnation. You know, it's like, okay, I'm over here with this crew, so I can't let them know that I hang out with Jesus. But when I get with the Christian crew, then I let them know I'm with Jesus. I'm riding with you, Jesus. I'm with you. You know, you know, we cool. <laughs> you dare, listen here. There is no condemnation. There, There is no condemnation. Hold on, wait a minute. Let me finish this here. There's no condemnation. This is okay. So, verse 29, Matthew 26, 59. Now, the chief priests and the whole council kept trying to obtain false testimony against Jesus so that they might put him to death. They did not find any, even though many false witnesses came forward. Mm. This is this is why we must testify. On behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ, will are you a witness of God's goodness? If you are a witness of God's goodness, and we all are, because every day He wakes us up, the very breath that we breathe, it comes from Him. So we are all witnesses of God's goodness. Everything about Him is good. Everything about Jesus Christ is good. The testimony is true. You know, if you have tasted and seen for yourself that the Lord is good, you are a witness. And as witnesses, we should be testifying 
on behalf of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is why we overcome by the word of our testimony in the blood of the Lamb. Every time we testify, we make the devil out to be a lie. So here they come. Now the chief priests and the whole council, they kept trying to obtain false testimony against Jesus. False, but they couldn't find any. They couldn't find anything evil to say. This is why we need to allow our works to be good so that when men speak evil against us, uh, they'll be found to be a liar or put to shame, right? So here it is, the devil trying to lie. Verse 6, Matthew 26, 60. They did not find any, even though many false witnesses came forth. But later on, two came forward and said, the man, this man stated, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild it in three days. The high priest stood up and said to him, do you not answer? What is that these men are testifying against? But Jesus kept silent. He didn't have to answer to them. <laughs> he was amongst fools. They wasn't going to understand. It was a spiritual, he was spiritually speaking, but the temple was rented. He did rent the temple. But it was more of a spiritual meaning, but he did, the temple physically did rent. It did tear in half, right? But Jesus, he kept silent. Sometimes you got to keep silence. When you, you know what Proverbs say, don't even mock a fool lest they turn and hate you. Okay, so Matthews twenty six sixty three, But Jesus kept silent and the high priest said to him, I adjure, I adjourn you by the uh, living God, that you tell us whether you are the Christ, the Son of God. Then Jesus Jesus said to him, you have said it yourself. <laughs> you already said that I'm the Christ. You already said that I'm the Son of God. Nevertheless, I tell you hereafter, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. I, let me see... Hold on a minute. Give me one second. I want to do the King James Version. Okay. So Matthews 26. 26. 40. 26. 40. Then he came to the disciples and found them. Okay. Let me see. We are, we are down further than this. Sorry about this. And the high priest, okay, they already confronted him. Matthew's 26, Matthew's 26. Okay, Matthew's 26, 64. This New King James Version. Jesus said to him, it is as you said. Nevertheless, I say to you hereafter, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of, of the uh, power and coming on the clouds of glory. Then the high priest tore his clothes, saying, this is saying power. Let me see what the King James Version say. Give me one second. Let's see King James. Hold on one second. Let's see what the translation say. Matthews 26 and 60. 64. Yeah. Hereafter shall you see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Okay. 
Okay, we're going to go back to New King James. Okay, Matthew's twenty six sixty five. Let's see what he's saying here. I'm trying to work my way down. This is where they brought him in, falsely accusing him. Can't find any real witnesses, so they make up witnesses to lie on him. 65, Matthew's 26, 65. Then the high priest tore his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need do we have to uh, of witness? Look, now you have heard his blasphemy. What do you think? They answered and said, He is deserving of death. 67. Then they spat in his face and beat him. And others struck him with the palm of their hand, saying, Prophesy to us, Christ. Who is the one who struck you? Mm. Matthew 26, 69. Now Peter sat outside in the courtyard. He was sitting there. And a servant girl came to him saying, You also was with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you are saying. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another girl saw him and said to to those who was there, this fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. But again, he denied with an oath. I do not know the man. And a little later, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, surely You also are one of them, for your speech betrays you. Oh, this is what I was trying to get. Then he began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus who said, Before the rooster crows, you would deny me three times. So he went out and wept bitterly. I want to know what I want to know. Is from Matthew 26, 73. Are you one of them? Are you one of them? Can people testify? Do they know us by the way we speak? Do they know us by what they see? Do she said, even when he tried to deny him, he said, Yes, you are. We can tell by the way you speak that you're one of them. Surely you are one of them. He said, for your speech betrays you. Can they tell us as as, um, ministers, ambassadors of Jesus Christ, as ministers of reconciliators, as the light of the earth and the salt of the earth of the earth, I want to ask you, are you one of them? If there was a jury, would it be enough evidence to convict you as being a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you one of them? I can tell. A lot of times when I talk to people, I can tell that they're one of them by the way they speak. I can tell that they are a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ by the way they teach by the way they live more than anything is by the way that they live so I ask the question are you one of them are you one of them is there enough evidence to convict you as being a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ are you one of them there's no condemnation because you know what today 
is another day. I remember once I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what causes us to lose our fire and our desire for the um for the uh for the Lord? What causes us to lose our love for God? And he said, First John 2, 15 through 17. He said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abides forever. Right? So when we begin to love the world, it kills our love for God. Love not the world, nor the... Love not the world, neither things of the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So when we begin to lust after the things of the world through the lust of our flesh, the lust of our eyes, and the pride of life, that's when we take our eyes off the Lord and quit chasing after him. And when we quit chasing after God, that's where we lose the fire of God. Right? When we quit chasing after God, that's when we lose the fire of God. So here, I am here today reminding you that if you have strayed away, maybe, you know, that hunger that you used to have for the Lord. One thing people used to say is, oh, yeah, I remember I used to be just like you when I first got saved. Oh, it's going to die down. It's going. The devil is a liar. I've been saved about 33 years. I can talk about the Lord Jesus Christ every single day, all day. The fire, listen, the fire of God does not have to die down. When our fire dies, that's because we backslide. I backslid before. Listen, when our fire dies, that's because we take our eyes off the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, we're going to rekindle. We're going to rekindle the fire of the Lord Jesus Christ by praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in our gifted tongues, building ourselves up in our most holy faith, but not only just praying in the Holy Spirit, but repenting if we're no longer chasing after him. You know, I always say that distractions are demonic, sent on an assignment, to steal our focus. He wants us to worry about the cares of the world. He wants us to be distracted by the deceitfulness of riches. I don't have enough money to do this. So I can't, I don't have time for God right now. I got to go do this. And then when I finish with this, then I'll come back to God. No, those are distractions. The cares of the world. We have to set our priorities. We have to prioritize God like God prioritize us. Because one thing I like to tell people is everything that we have on this earth is on lease. It's on loan. It doesn't matter if you got the title or not. Because the truth of the matter is we're not taking any of this stuff with us. This is why Jesus tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto us. Right? He wants us to seek him first. Matthew 6, 33. He wants to seek Uh, He wants us to seek first the kingdom of God and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. That's the English Standard Version. 
The English Standard Version says, seek, for, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. You know what? The provisions of God are in the will of God. And when we get in the will of God, he's going to provide us with what we need to do what he has called us, prepared us for. He's going to give us what we need to fulfill our divine purpose and destiny. This is why we need to get wisdom because wisdom is the principal thing. But we also need to get understanding, right? Because we need the wisdom of God to know how to do the will of God. If he say, okay, take off anger. You say, Lord, what that what does that look like? You know, when we don't understand what the word of God is saying, we will not know how to apply it to our everyday life. Biblical, we applicable. We have to be able to apply the word. If we don't see how to apply the word, then it may be, well, that's a good book. That was a good story. No, the question is, Lord, what does that have to do with me? Show me, Lord, what are you saying here? Seeking first the kingdom of God, living righteously. Lord, show me what this verse means. Lord, show me how to do this. Right? We want to know how to do it. We want to know what it means. Are you one of them? Can they convict you by your conversation? You know, in some countries, you can't even say that you are a believer. They'll put you in jail, prison. Can they convict you? Are you one of them? Can they just tell by the way you speak? Can they just tell by the way you live? Can they just see the fruit of the Spirit in your life? Is there enough evidence to convict you as being one of them? Is there enough evidence to convict you as being a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ? There's no condemnation. But you know what? Today, we're going to rekindle that love relationship, put our focus back on the Lord and not allow the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches to steal the word of God out of our heart. You know, again, I always go back to the same thing, relationship, 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 because as we develop a love relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, it's easy to trust someone you know. It's not about our own ability, because all the works that we do outside of Christ is going to be burnt up. We'll get our rewards on the earth. But there's not going to be any rewards in heaven because our motive for doing what we was doing was not so God can get the glory, but it was so we could get the glory. So whatever we do in word or deed, let's do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ, because as born again believers, we are one of them. We are his disciples. We are disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are ambassadors of Christ. We're uh, walking epistles. We created in in his workmanship and his own image and likeness, right? With the head and not the tail, we're more than conquerors. And we can do all things because of Christ who strengthens us. Our body as born-again believers is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of the living God, it lives down on the inside of us. And that same power that raised Christ from the dead is also able to quicken your mortal body, to quicken and strengthen our mortal body. That's what's going to be like, right? Um, but this is what we're going to do. We're going to keep our eyes on the prize. We're going to keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to set our faith like a flint. We're going to guard our heart. We're going to guard our eyes. We're going to watch the words that come out of our mouth. We're going to guard our mouth because life and death is in the power of the tongue. And we're going to be mindful of the places we go and the people we be with. 
right? This is how you guard your heart, Matthews 4 and 23. It tells us to avoid perverse speech because life and death is in the power of our tongue, right? Jesus said it's out the abundance of a heart that our mouths speak. I don't know about you, but I'm one of them. I am one of them. I am a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am an ambassador, and so are you. I am a minister. We are ministers of reconciliators. And our main goal, our goal should always be God in pursuit of him. That's when things are going to be made clear to you. And he said, those who fear me, he will make his covenant known to them. If we want to know the heart of God, the mind of God, the revelation of God, we must seek him. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. He wants us to be in pursuit of him. Seek him. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him, right? God is saying, listen here, over here, over here, over here. Don't don't get distracted by that. I know the bill is due. Over here, over here, I'm going to give you witty inventions. I'm, I've already given you the power to get the wealth. Over here, come on, seek me. I have the answers. Everything that you need is in, I've, I put inside of you. But I have the answers to what you need to solve the problem, right? Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom. And all, wisdom is the principal thing, but all you're getting is some understanding. Listen, I, I tell people all the time, nobody is a know-it-all, right? But I know someone, we know someone who does know it all, right? Jesus, our Heavenly Father, Abba Father, is our Abba Father is a know-it-all. And he said, if we ask anything in Jesus' name that's according to his will, not only does he hear us, but he has promised to answer us. Listen here. If you want to know the answer to your problem or you want to know the solution to your problem, all we have to do is go and ask the problem solver. Jesus Christ, we can go ask him and he will give us wisdom to know how to do whatever it is that he's asking us to do. It has to be according to his will, right? The Holy Spirit is the comforter. Jesus, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to leave you a helper. He's going to be a teacher. He's going to lead, guide, and direct you into everything that's true, right? He did not leave us as orphans. So you, when you start feeling, one translation say, I will not leave you as an orphan. One translation say, I will not, um, I will not leave you comfortless, right? You, we're not alone as believers. It doesn't matter how alone we feel. I'm telling you, the devil is lying. This is why the Lord tells us to walk by faith and not by feelings, to set our affections on things above and not on things below. Things above are t- temp, um, they're eternal, but things below are uh, temporal. Set your affections on things above, Colossians say, not on things below. Why? Because things below with those temporal things, things that are temporary, they're going to, they're subject to change. We already know that things in this world is constantly changing, right? But God remains the same. He changes not. So we had set our, if you want your mind to be stable, we have to set our mind on a God who is stable. He's not wishy-washy. He's not double-minded. He's not unstable in any of his ways. He is our rock, our refuge. We must allow our soul to be anchored in the Lord. 
So when persecution come, because he Peter was being persecuted. I mean, he was under the fire for real because he knew if he confessed being a disciple, they would per, uh, persecute him too, try to kill him too. So he lied. He was afraid. He was afraid to confess Christ because he feared for his life. He feared the people more than he did Christ. But Jesus already knew that was going to happen because he told him earlier, he said, Satan has asked to sift you. He's going to try to sift you like wheat. But, but don't worry, I've already prayed for you and your faith won't fail. And then when you come back, I want you to feed my sheep. You know, God knows everything before we do. He knows everything. He's the Alpha and Omega, the Arthur and the finisher of our faith. You know, before the foundations of the world, God knew us. You know, before our mother and father even knew each other. So I just want to exhort you, encourage you, and remind you that we have to get back to our love relationship with God. We have to get back to the Word of God and lean not to our own understanding. Because we must come to him as a child. We can't, children don't get to do what they want to do. They have to check with their parents for parental guidance. We must see God as our Abba Father because we have been adopted into the body um, by one spirit. Our spirit cries out Abba Father because we are children of God. We cry Abba Father. God is our Father. And we must come to him like a child. We must, unless we will not inherit the kingdom of God, we must come to him as suffer not the little children for such as the kingdom of God. We must come to him with childlike faith, understanding and knowing that without him, we can do absolutely nothing. And that's because of him that we live, move and have our being. I just want you to know that, yes, you are one of them. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're one of them. So my word to you, my word of exhortation and courage um, and encouragement is to live out loud for Jesus. We must live out loud for Jesus because we have got to be that light in the midst of darkness. We must always be ready to give an answer for the hope that's within us. We must always be ready to testify about the Lord Jesus Christ. And he will show us how because he that when it souls is wise. Right? God will give us his wisdom to um, speak his word to those that are to a lost and hurting, dying world. Because that's why he came. Jesus said, I didn't come for those as well. I came for the sick, right? Those that are well don't need a physician. It's those that are sick. The Lord, he that winneth souls is wise. If you want the wisdom of God, start winning souls. He'll show you how. You know, sometimes people, they like, well, I don't really know how to witness. Yeah, well, let me tell you this. Your testimony is your witness. What better witness than an eyewitness? You're not just telling them Bible verses. You're telling them, listen here, I've tasted and I've seen for myself that the Lord is good. Would you, would you be a witness? You are an eyewitness of God's goodness. You are an eyewitness of God's grace. You are an eyewitness of God's mercy. You are an eyewitness of God's goodness. How are you an eyewitness? You're an eyewitness because he did it for you. I know when I was uh, witnessing to a, a a guy that was in a, you know, a false religion, that was my testimony. The Lord was saying, tell him what I did for you. He's talking to you 
you know, about some something that someone taught him. But you need to talk to him about what I did for you, because which is the better witness, the eyewitness or the one that read about it? The one that knows about it or the one that read about it? Listen, I said, I don't know nothing about all what you're talking about. All I know is that I once was lost, but now I'm found. You know, once I was depressed, oppressed, fixed up on the outside, empty on the inside, looking for love in all the wrong places and all the wrong people. And I'm telling you, I wasn't even in a church building when I got saved. I was at my house. I was in my living room. I didn't know anything about religion, nothing. When I encountered the Lord Jesus Christ, I had a Damascus Street experience. He interrupted my life. That's what he did to me. And I am so glad that like Saul on the road to destruction, that he interrupted our lives. His grace is sufficient for us. His mercy So like Jesus said to all of us, we are to go and tell. Like he told the woman at the well, go and tell. We must go and tell. Go and tell. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We're called to be problem solvers. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. In this world, we're going to have some trouble. We shouldn't be caught off guard by what the devil's doing. We shouldn't be caught off guard about how evil men are growing because he already told us, right? He told us that in the last days, evil men will grow worse. Men will become lovers of themselves more than lovers of God, right? He already told us this. So why are we so caught off guard? When thinking not strange when fiery trials come against us, if something strange has happened, he's already told us. He told us already what was going to happen. Think it not strange. He told us what was going to happen. First Peter four and twelve through nineteen. He said, "Beloved." He said, "Beloved," King James version. He said, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing is happening unto you. But rejoice because we're going to have our faith must be tried. But rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his joy shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceedingly joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. For the spirit of the glory and of God rest upon you. For the spirit, the glory of the Lord rest upon you. That's what he's saying. That when you're being persecuted for Christ's sake, we need to rejoice because that means that the spirit of the Lord is resting upon us. Think it not strange. The same way they persecuted Christ, they're going to persecute us because we have the same spirit living down on the inside of us, right? Devils didn't die. Those same demons that was here in Jesus' day is still here in our day. <laughs> The devils didn't die. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you for the spirit of glory and of God rest upon you. That means that the spirit of the Lord is, is uh, yeah, if you, if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glory uh, God in this matter. If you're suffering as for Christ's sake, we need to be rejoicing because that means that the spirit of the living God is living on the inside of us. 
If you're being persecuted because of your faith in God, if you're being persecuted because of your obedience to God, if you, oh, there go that holy roller. Oh, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I don't want to hear it. Oh, she's crazy. Whatever. You need to rejoice because that means that the glory of the Lord is resting upon you. Make sure that our suffering is for righteousness sake and not our own sake. Okay, make sure that we're suffering for being obedient, not suffering for being a busybody and, you know, creating our own chaos and our own mess. Okie dokie. Yes, you are one of them. Even if you have denied them, him. And we all have in some way. I, I tell people, you know, we confess Christ or deny Christ by our lifestyle. We really do. We confess him or we deny him. He said, when we become a friend of the world, he said, um, when we become a friend of the world, we are an enemy of Christ. Love not the world nor the things of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Because when we start chasing after the things of the world, it, it leads us away from God. We, we go run off and commit adultery, spiritual adultery. We leave our first love to go to another love, which is the love of the world. And, you know, the Bible said that many have departed from the faith and pierced their souls with many sorrows, chasing after riches. We're not to chase after the riches. We're not to chase after the resources, the sources. We're to chase after the, we're not to chase after the resources. We're to chase after the source. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father. And what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world? And when he die, he loses his very soul simply because he did not take time out to accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Is he? Is he? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If not, I want to give you an opportunity. Romans 10, 9 and 10, New King James Version says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So I say to you, I ask you, and I say to you, just confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved. And also know this, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He is the only way, that He is the only truth, and He is the only life. No man can come unto the Father except we first go through to Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I am one of them. Let's live for Him daily. Let's testify. Let's not deny Him like Peter did, but we all know the story in the end, he came back around. But I'm just saying, let's not deny him. Let's not deny him in our lifestyle. Not Let's not deny him in our word, or speech, or deed. Because Colossians says, whatever we do in word or deed, to do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's live out loud for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm getting ready to end it here. You guys, go over to my um, podcast. Subscribe to this podcast. Also, join my Facebook page, Wisdom Walk, Proverbs 31 Day Journey. For 31 days, every day, I'll be reading the book of Proverbs at 6 a.m. Facebook Live. So it's called Wisdom Walk, Proverbs 31 Daily Journey.
okay? If I hit that join button and meet me there. If you guys would like to pray uh, one one morning, please let me know ahead of time and I'll let you pray us in at 6 a.m., okay? You guys be so blessed, be encouraged, and remember that we are the light of the world, the salt of the earth, ambassadors of Christ, ministers of reconciliators. It doesn't matter what your title is. I'm telling you, we're all called to be ambassadors. We're all called to be ministers of reconciliators. And I, you have been summoned to testify on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you go? Because you, you are an eyewitness. The best witness is an eyewitness. You know what? Don't argue with people about doctrine. Just tell them your story. Listen here. I don't, I don't know none of that what you're talking about. All I know is kind of like the blind, the, uh, uh, the deaf boy who was healed. And uh, <laughs> they, they, they came to ask the parents, what happened to him? He said, I don't know. You can ask him. He's of age because they was afraid to get in trouble. So he asked, he said, listen, all I know is I once was, was, it, was he blind? <laughs> Let me find the story. And, uh, and now I can see. I think he was blind. They said, who's sin? Was it was it this young man that, or was it his parents? He said, neither one. He was born so his father could be, so God could be glorified when he healed him. Right? God didn't make him like that. That's another whole Bible story. You know, when we're born, we're born when we're born, we're born into sin, even in the womb. We're going to leave it. We're going to leave it right there. But anyways, tell your story so God can get the glory. Because every time we testify... We make the devil out to be a lie. So if you want to make the devil, and he is, he's already a liar. The devil's a liar. But I'm just saying, if this person is believing something that's not true, and then you let them, you, you know, you go on, you go in and testify on behalf of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, man. The greatest witness is an eyewitness. Look, taste and see. That the Lord is good. I'm getting ready to get off here. You guys join me this morning, 6 a.m., February 11th. Um, Wisdom Walk. I'll be on Facebook Live. I'll meet you there. You guys be blessed. Um, find a church home to visit tomorrow. If you're in the Dallas area, come to Dr. Tony Evans, Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship Church. I pray I see you there. Okay. Be blessed. If not, Jesus will be there, right? That's the only thing that's important. Okie dokie. Till next time, you guys, be blessed, be encouraged, keep looking for the good in your day. Father, I thank you that this word we're not returning to you, Lord, but we will live out loud for you. We will be the light. We will be that shining light in this dark, hurting world. We will be the salt of the earth. Father, I thank you for stirring up the hunger in us, stirring that hunger, stirring the fire igniting, reigniting our fire, giving us a hunger and a desire for the word of God, the will of God, the way of God. Lord, we surrender to you and say, Lord, all we want to do is follow after you. Be blessed. Have a blessed life. How about that? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.